Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Here the bleep we are, are. clones. Here the we are. The NFL is back. It's official. Hell freaking yes. And look where it starts. Right here, right now in SoCal at the same exact spot that the 2021 season ended in Super Bowl 56 SoFi Stadium. That $5.5 billion edifice of the now Super Bowl champion LA Rams. And they're playing host to the now favorites to win Super Bowl 57, the Buffalo Bleeping Bills. Again, hell freaking yes. You want to talk about putting your best foot, foot, feet, feet, forward. The NFL has done their damn thing in kicking the season off with these two bleeping powerhouses. Let's start with the Rams. The Rams in their high-powered offense led by Matthew Stafford. There have been questions about his elbow swirling for months, but Adam Schefter reported today Stafford feels better now than he did a year ago. And it goes without saying, he did put up big numbers on his way to leading them to that strap. Yes, he had his moments, his Matthew Gofford moments. He did lead the league in INTs, but he was also elite Matthew Stafford at times, in throwing for 41 touchdowns and playing his best ball when it mattered most. I mean, no joke. When it mattered most, when it mattered most, he did go Stafford as opposed to Gofford. When it mattered most, he completed 70% of his passes for over 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, and only one INT in the fourth quarter during the regular season. And then he was just as good in the postseason, throwing for more yardage, than every other quarterback his team faced in the playoffs, i.e. Kyler Murray, TB45, Jimmy G, and the great Joe Burrow on their way to ripping that Lombardi. All good numbers. Take that for data. Take that for data. So Stafford's back and reportedly is feeling better physically. Not only that, his top weapon is back, Cooper Cup. The guy who got his shine on in 2021 in winning Super Bowl 56 in the MVP. He led the NFL in receptions and in receiving yards and in touchdowns. And he has another new face in the receiving room. Yes, the Rams are without Robert Woods and ODB. They're without them, but they are with Allen Robinson who I expect big things from because this dude has finally escaped quarterback purgatory, the quarterback purgatory in Chicago. And before that, Jacksonville. Now look where he is. Now look at the wide receiver room he's in. Now look at the quarterback he has. Now look at the coach he has scheming things up. So tonight you've got Cup and Robinson hoping to take advantage of a Bills secondary where there are some question marks on the outside. Remember, they're still rolling without Tredavious White. There are question marks about their corners. However, the Rams' biggest issue themselves on offense is how they're going to protect Stafford and whether or not he's going to have enough time to get Cup and Robinson the football or even enough time to turn and hand it to a healthier, more motivated Cam Akers. 
There are questions there because Big Wit is no longer there. Andrew Whitworth is no longer with the team and protecting Stafford's blind side. Big Wit walked off Elway style after the Super Bowl win. And the new wall in front is going to try to block and make sure that Stafford has the time that he needs. And who do they have to block? The same guy the Rams brought in midseason who helped them win that ring. Von freaking Miller. They got that hardware, and Von played a big role in getting them that hardware. Look, this dude just wins. This dude just closes. This dude just finishes, and he makes everybody around him, on the field and in the organization, better. He knows what to do. We're talking about first ballot, Hall of Fame ability, and an even better mindset, an even better approach. Yes, Von Miller knows where he is. This is where he wanted to be, Buffalo. He's well aware of the Bills' history of getting their hearts ripped out of their chests. He knows this. He knows everything about them. He knows about the 13 seconds versus KC last year. He's well aware of that. We covered it yesterday. I want to reiterate it right now. Vaughn knows he just does not give a damn about any of it. He dropped a line that not only should the Bills, the Bills and their fans all live by, every last one of us in every walk of life should live by this line that Vaughn dropped. Bruh, it. Burn it all. Bruh, F it. Burn it all. Bruh. Burn it all. I can't tell you how much time I've spent on my side hustle to my side hustle, the reinvention project, looking for guests, thinking about developing a system of my own. I put so much time into it. And then Von Miller walks in and drops this gem, absolute gold, in just a few words. Brah, F it. Burn it all. Bruh. Burn it all. You know why that's so beautiful? How many of us are caught in this brutal, brutal loop of things that already happened in our lives that we cannot get beyond, that we cannot change? It's the dumbest thing ever. There's no way you can be present or change your future or live your best life if you're hooked and spinning and spiraling by things that have already happened that you cannot change. Vaughn knows that. Quote, he has a solution. Quote, brah, F it, Bruh. burn it all. Burn it all. So good. And his first step in doing so is to brah, bleep it, bleep his old quarterback up tonight. Bruh, burn it all. I'm going to bleep them up. That's what he's thinking about. I'm going to bleep them up. I'm going to bleep them up. Hey, Rams fan, you have to admit. This is the one night that you would have loved to have had Vaughn back on your side. The night you have to match up with the freaky Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Jim. Who? Josh Allen, Jim. Oh, thanks. Five and oh against- thanks for making it better, Head. Thanks for making it better. He and I are going to debut Jim Rome's Big Head Bets tomorrow. And by the way, I made that up. None of you clones should be taking credit for that name. I made that up, and it wasn't that hard to make up. Anyway, Josh Allen. This dude's built like a tank. 
and he's got a howitzer attached to his shoulder. And he's the odds-on favorite to win the NFL MVP this season. Rightfully so. After throwing for over 4,400 yards, rushing for another 763, and then chasing all of that by playing some of the best quarterback in the history of the NFL playoffs. Yes, I said it. In the history of the NFL playoffs, nine touches, zero INTs in the two games that he did play. And had he gotten the ball first in OT... Or those 13 seconds never happened. Two things that he had nothing to do with. We may be talking about a different Super Bowl champ. He also believes that he's got a receiving core which is equal to Matt Stafford's. Because he's got Stephon Diggs and he's got playoff breakout star Gabe Davis. Yes, Rams fan, I know. We all know. You see Josh Allen and those weapons and you say, yo Rome, yo Rome, what about our defense? They have to deal with us. We don't have to deal with them. I hear you. I don't disagree with you. Not as long as 99 is still out there doing what he does. Well, other than weaponizing his helmet. But if 99's out there doing what he has done since entering the league in 2014, namely ethering offensive lines on his way to becoming the best defensive player of his generation and one of the best to ever play the game. Hell yes, the defending champs are going to have a hell of a look at this thing once again and running it back. And I mean that about 99. This dude could kick off his chase for history tonight. He's currently tied with J.J. Watt and LT. Mmm. LT. Mmm. Totally Totally trashed. Mmm. Anyway, that guy, he could kick it off tonight and chase them as being the only guys to win the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year three times. And he just turned 31, and he's lost nothing. Once he decided to go all in, he was back in all in. And again, not the only first ballot Hall of Famer left on that defense now that Vaughn is gone. He still has Jalen Ramsey. They now have Bobby bleeping Wagner to back him up because that tool, bubble yum murderer Pete Carroll decided to cut ties with him. In other words, do I sound hyped? Have I given you enough to get hyped about tonight? Are you not entertained? Are you not amped for the kickoff to the 2022 NFL season? I am. Clearly, get this, Rams fan. Not only should you be hyped and entertained, you should be feeling disrespected. The first game back on your home turf, in your $5.5 billion edifice, you are the underdogs, the defending world champs, underdogs, in your own house to a team that's got to travel 2,500 miles who are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Ram fan, you're the defending Super Bowl champs, and you're a home dog. Get your ass up in here and tell the world where they can ram it. I don't want to give away the podcast tomorrow. I know James Kelly. I had this funny conversation with my guy Craig Kitchen. We were working on our, quote, tile art for the podcast. And we were playing with this notion of caricatures versus actual pictures. And the artist did a great job. 
He did a really good job. But I said, KTK, I go, why have one problem with this? You know, I, I could laugh at myself. But this, this rendering makes James Kelly look better, better looking than me. And there isn't a person on the world who thinks that's true. Let's just go with actual pictures. So I've got kind of a personal question for you fellas. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day? Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel and offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. Big number, right? 48 hours. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick, and it's easy to use, especially when you're on the move. On top of that, Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin. Thus, it leaves your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect your skin. What I'm saying to you is this is a great product that does a lot of things really well. So make sure you try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel, all day. We are joined by Nate Diaz. Nate, it's great to have you back on the show. How are you, Nate? How are you doing? Great, dude. Great. So, Nate, you have been here before. Huge fight, huge stage. This is essentially what you do. You've been there so many times before. How you doing, and does this fight week feel any different than any of the other big ones you've had before it? Uh, it feels like uh, another day. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> 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 another day, another dollar. You know what? This fight itself, Nate, is so interesting. You and Shemaev, like, it's the fight the people want. It's the fight that Dana White and the UFC wants. But let me ask you, is it the fight that you want? Do you want to fight this guy? I just want to be on my way. What's that mean? You want to be on your way. How so? It's my last fight uh, on, my con on my contract, and I've been trying to get this out of the way for a year now. For shit, eight years, but uh, this is the last one, so I've been trying to get it going, and finally they, they sent me a contract, so here we are. All right, so this is the final fight on your UFC deal. Here we are. Let me ask you something, like, I, it's it sounds to me like maybe it's not the particular fight you wanted, but it is the fight. Here we are. So what's your mindset? Are you thinking like this is the last one? I'm walking off on this. So I got I got a war now, right? I got a war with the guy in the cage. I got a war with the promotion. I got a war with everybody. Do you feel like you've got that that kind of mindset right now? Exactly. Yeah. Nate, is there any way, like, could you re-up with UFC? Is that, Are you open to that at all, or are you walking off on this for sure? Uh, there's no for sure, though, guarantees, cause especially depending on the, on the fight goes. Because every fight, for me, even in the fights I'm not involved in, if fights that got something to do with me or my division, uh, every, every fight changes everything. So when the fight's done, then, then what's our... What's our uh, Regroup in the next morning and see what happens. You see, that's our lose. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, right? You're right. Like, who knows? Who the hell knows? We don't know how that fight's going to go. It seems like the odds makers think like they know how the fight's going to go because they've got Shamayev as a heavy favorite. It seems like the promotion knows how the fight's going to go because they put the two of you together. 
What if you jack the whole thing up? What if you go in there and you take this guy down and you finish this guy? How different then is everything? Well, it'll be extremely funny. (laughs) Talk to me, dude. Why would that be extremely funny? Because they don't expect it? Yeah, well, uh, you hear the criticism and all the shit talk from everybody and what's going to happen, but it's like, uh, this is the mainstream media pushing in in the direction and that's what's going to happen, but this guy was, uh, this guy was, uh, this guy was, uh, I don't know, we'll see what what happens, but I don't don't think, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. What, what happened? What was the question? I don't know, man. I'm still laughing about how you said it's going to be extremely funny if I win that fight. Now, I, okay, what well, the question was, I just remembered it. Like, what if you win the fight, dude? What if you win the fight because the odds makers don't think so, and I'm going to argue. I could be wrong. Like, I don't want to talk for Dana White, Nate, but I, I'm guessing they don't think so, right? Like, they put you in there because they know you're going to sell a lot of tickets and they know you're going to move a lot of pay-per-views, but they think they have the next big thing. What happens if you screw up the whole thing by winning? Yeah, like I said, that's going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nate, okay, so what if what if you do it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I said, and that's the plan. Okay, that's the plan. So let me ask you, what if okay, what if it doesn't go to plan and you fight your last fight for that promotion, then what's your next plan? What do you do next? Uh regardless, I think the same thing's gonna uh the same thing's gonna happen is uh I'm gonna I'm gonna elevate and uh, move past heights I've already been at and uh that's the goal. Talking to Nate Diaz. Nate, okay, so, for instance, do you still want to fight or do you want to get into the business end? You know, there's been a lot of talk about you starting your own promotional company. Where does that stand? And then what would you call that company? Yeah, regardless uh, of what happens in the fight, I plan on fighting for probably another, uh, I'd say forever, but, you know, you can only be fighting for so long uh, without without looking like some old guy in a cage, so at least fifteen or twenty more years for me. So I feel like where well, I'm just getting started, and uh, like I said, I got a bunch of smart guys and rich guys on my end that can handle all the business shit, and I'll do I'll, I'll do the fighting part and uh, take over the whole fight game. Nate Diaz joining us. So fifteen or twenty more years, dude. That would put you. Could you see yourself fighting into your fifties at a high level, effectively? Yeah, never say never. But uh, uh, sometimes I don't want to fight at all. Sometimes I want to fight all the time. So uh, I don't think that's ever going to go away. Right. So let me ask you about the pro- the promotional company that you want to start. Like, what are some things? I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you will handle the fighting, and you've got smart business guys to do the business. But what are some things that you might look to do with your company that maybe the UFC does not do? Uh, just uh, probably, probably the same type of things uh, as far as getting it uh, in mainstream and fucking up. Uh, being put on the bigger shows is better, and uh, and uh, and uh, with with like less lame shit. <laughs> Do 
Dude, less lame bleep is always better. Nate Diaz joining us. It's a good way to go, man. I, I, I like companies that are in favor of less lame bleep. UFC 279, Nate and Shemaev. So, Nate, for instance, once I, you'll handle this. This is your business. This is what's in front of you. But if you got 15 years left or 20 years left, who do you want to fight? Who do you have unfinished business with? Uh, like like I said, the UFC, I feel like I have a girl, I've got the whole roster. Uh, I feel like in five years from now, I feel like I'll still be doing what I do, and I feel like there will be a whole new roster in every weight division, and because uh, that's how it was five years ago and five years before that, and I've been through all that, and five years before that, so uh, and maybe take a little five-minute break from the UFC and then uh, come back with another new roster. Hey, before you go, Nate, I think my, my personal opinion, you tell me if you agree, I think people are sleeping on your ground game. I think people sleep on your jujitsu. How strong would you feel about that part of your game right now? Uh, strong as always. Uh, Black Bottom, she's a very jiu-jitsu. And uh, that, that's pretty much my base. Dude, if you mix... From uh, when I started MMA, so uh, I feel good about my ground. I feel good about my everything. Hey Nate, have you, hey, Nate, have you got any triathlons in lately? Yeah, I got a couple in. Good. I did uh, at Terra Tahoe, uh, Incline Village, and uh, I did a uh, Donner Lake Triathlon, uh, which are hard races, so those so, are those so good to get done, too. That was where I live in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what about, before I let you go... Is there any unfinished business with Conor McGregor? Will we ever see a third fight between the two of you? Is that something that would interest you? Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. I'm going to echo that. That would interest me as well. I hope you make that happen. And not to end this on a a note that would aggravate you, Nate, but I got to ask you, you understand business, right? You understand content. You understand... People love you, man. You understand to give the people what they want. Do is that what Jake Paul does? And what do you think of a forty-seven-year-old Anderson Silva boxing him? Do you have any interest in that? In watching that? Yeah, hundred percent, I do. Huh. Uh, it's in a thing. It's combat. It's got the most eyes on it, and everybody wants to see uh, see these guys fight. And that's the guy that I want to fight because I'm sick of being the only one people want to see fight in the UFC. That's what I mean by I'll go on the rocks. I'd rather fight somebody that everybody thinks can win my ass. And not just because the UFC machine pushed them to think that. Because, uh, like, there's more people in the world that think that uh, any of the cha- that Jake Paul would win my ass than any of the champions. And then, uh, I, like I said, I'm here to beg the differ. And uh, on, 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 uh, uh, for anybody, like, in the, in the biggest, best boxers, kickboxers, they're just together. I the same way with that, too. So, uh, I, I, I'm out to fight bigger and, uh, uh, do bigger things than the UFC. I like that, Nate. Le- leave us with that thought. I like that. Would you Would you box him? I mean, obviously, we know what happens if he has to fight MMA rules, but would you fight him and would you box him? And if so, what would happen? Uh, what I, I get, like I said, I, everything's an option and I'd fight anybody. So, as long as it's, uh, as long as somebody 
that's gonna be a bigger bigger deal than the fucking what I'm dealing with now. A bunch of petty shit they keep trying to hand me. We're talking to Nate Diaz, UFC legend, pride of the 209. And this is going to be the one he walks off on. It is Saturday night. It's at T-Mobile Arena. It's in Vegas. UFC 279. Nate Diaz, Hamza Shemaev, and Nate working on a promotional company as well. Nate, it's good to have you on, dude. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. I'll be watching. Good luck, dude. All right. Great talking to you. Thanks for calling out, Jim. Appreciate it. You know, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums and worse yet, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, you want to talk about amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to the daily jungle. You know, the stuff that we talk about here daily. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. I'll give you another team that I'm fascinated by, a team that I'm looking at, a team that I have been talking about. Again, we're here. It's amazing to say it, but I want to say it again. We are here. The NFL season finally is here. The wait is over. But you know what that means? It means it's time to put the hell up or shut the hell up for everybody. Every one of you spent the offseason spewing takes. I did the same myself. We all messed around, and now we're all about to find out which teams are for real, which teams are total frauds, and the true mystery of the offseason. Who is going to call the offensive plays in New England? And why is Bill Belichick doing what Bill Belichick's doing? I get it. Much like TB45, The GOAT can do whatever the hell he wants. But much like TB45, why are they doing what they're doing? But again, I'm not here to talk about the Pats or the Hood right now. Plenty of time for that. You know who I do want to talk about? A team that I think is going to make the playoffs. A team that I actually do believe in. Because I think that Philadelphia could be pretty damn good. I mean that. Check out that roster Check out that depth chart. Check out what's coming out of camp. See for yourself. The Birds, Philly fan, I'm talking to you. And I mean what I'm saying. The Birds are flat out stacked. That's right, Philly fan. So stacked that I'm not saying you do this yet. But I'm saying you make sure you know where your Crisco is. You make sure you know where the grease is. You make sure which lampposts you want to target. You make sure you're loaded up with D-cell batteries. You know what you might do? You might build a clink right into the link. You know, like you had in that old dump that was the vet. Remember that jail cell down in the bowels of the stadium? where you could save yourselves the time of having to run these people through town to the jail and just put them in jail at the yard. Because I'm telling you, things could get wild. They could get wild this year in Philly. At least this is what the hype says. And the hype is through the roof right now because, again, the roster is overflowing with talent. And I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of getting sucked in. I'm kind of intoxicated by the talent, the hype. Well, at the same time, I do understand in this league, hype 
can be an extremely dangerous thing. And maybe no more evident or no more so than in that town with that team. Because I know how they go. They run hot. They run violent. It's Philly fan we're talking about here. So if they buy into the hype and they're let down, we know how badly that can go. I think you all remember the last time the Eagles were this hyped heading into a season. I'm talking about that alleged Dream Team Eagles squad of 2011. Remember that? The Dream Team. I'll never forget. Seems like yesterday, all the hype coming off that team. Yeah, well, they went 8-8 eight and eight and they missed the playoffs. And I'm talking about a team that had Andy Reid. A team that had prime Shady McCoy. A team that had bleeping Jason, Jason Avon. He's the man. Jason Avon has got great hands. Jason Avon says, Avon to catch a lot of balls. Yeah. Jason Avon. He was a great, great receiver. And he did catch a lot of balls. He caught everything thrown to him. I like him a lot. He's Jason Avon. So they had it all, including a rookie and future legend, Jason Kelsey, a.k.a. the first team all-pro center who never left. And as dangerous as Eagles hype is, hearing this guy in particular talk about that hype yesterday made me want to push every last chip that I have right to the center of the table on this squad. I think we got enough older guys around this building. I think we got enough, um, whether it's executives or coaches or players, to understand that um, expectations are just that. They're f-ing nothing. And uh, we got to go out there and play. And we got to go out there. And, uh, you know, the moment you're comfortable in this league, uh, somebody's coming for you. You know, we got, uh, you know, Mr. T and Rocky Three. You know, he's going to be hunting us every single week. Uh, and we haven't won f-ing nothing yet, so we're not even the champion. So we better work our asses off. My man's just straight up on that podium dropping F-bombs like a guy who's been there before. You know why? He's been there before. On the podium, dropping F-bombs. This is what I'm talking about, Philly fan. You have to love the sound of that. That's a decade-plus of NFL experience packed into one 30-second clip. Quote, expectations are just that. They're bleeping nothing. Expectations are just that. They're f-ing nothing. Just comfortably dropping F-bombs. Expectations are that. They're effing nothing. I love Expectations it. are just that. They're f-ing nothing. God, it's so good. Quote, the moment you're comfortable in this league, somebody's coming for you. You know, the moment you're comfortable in this league, uh, somebody's coming for you. Exactly. Quote, we haven't won bleeping nothing yet, so we better work our asses off. And we haven't won f-ing nothing yet, so we're not even the champion, so we better work our asses off. Steve's not doing it for shock value either. He's just up there F-bombing at will. Just being real. We haven't won effing nothing yet, so we better work our asses off. You got that, James Kelly? You got that writ? Where are you, writ? 
<laughs> I mean, 100%. That, to me, is a perfect rant. A perfect rant by the right guy at the right time for that team and that city. It's exactly what everybody needs to hear and exactly what Eagles fan should want to hear right about now because it's all true. There's crazy heat coming off that team. There's crazy expectations. And here's a guy who's been there saying, listen, expectations are just that. They're effing nothing. We haven't won bleeping nothing. We better work our asses off. And again, this is coming from a guy who would know. So never, ever forget Big Nick Foles. Gigantic Nick Foles. Never forget that guy. Nor his ginormous Super Bowl run. That, by the way, on some level, still makes no sense at all. I mean, I want to ask, did that really happen? But I know it did. Never forget Jason Kelsey going ionic at the parade after they did it. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. You saw a driven Doug Peterson, a man who went for it on fourth and down, went for it on fourth and down in the Super Bowl with the trick play. He wasn't playing, playing just to go mediocre. He's playing for a Super Bowl. I want to say for the record, I'm a big Mike Lombardi guy. I, I really like Mike Lombardi. I got his back, man. I love Mike Lombardi. I really, really like and respect Mike Lombardi. So I want to say that for the record. This is a Mike Lombardi house. Mike Lombardi! That aside, as parade rants go, I don't know how you top that. And... Just the whole thing, man, the the vitriol, the venom, the tell me how my ass tastes. How do you like me now? Him name dropping, like just the the guttural roar. I got to hear that one more time. I've never, ever heard anything like that. I mean, I've heard that a million times, but it never gets old. It's incredible. Find me a better parade rant than that some clown named mike lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the nfl you saw a driven doug peterson a man who went for it on fourth and down went for it on fourth and down in the super bowl with the trick play he wasn't playing playing just to go mediocre he's playing for a super bowl I mean, that's incredible. A man who went for it on fourth and down. Like, can you imagine how much damage he must have done to his pipe doing that? I mean, just the, the passion. I, I think that I lost a year off my life just trying to say what he just said. A man who went for it on fourth and down. 
Like, he had every right to say that in that moment. Philadelphia. Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. He had every right to say that. But I've got every right to say that I still am a big Mike Lombardi guy. I love having him on the show, and I always will. But that was incredible. That was an incredible rant. Still waiting for somebody, anybody, to top that parade performance. Or for anybody to come up with a song that fits that team and that city that they play in better than this. No one likes us! No one likes us! No one likes us! We don't care! We're fulfilling! Fulfilling! No one likes us! We don't care! No one likes us! No one likes us! No one likes us! We don't care! We're the Eagles! Eagles! No one likes us! We don't care! You know what? I'm huge on the mafia. I want it so badly for them. But if I can get any of that, a fraction of that again, I may throw in completely with Philadelphia. You almost forget how amazing that is. I thought the Jason Avant song was the best song ever. It's not better than that song. That's an incredible song. No one likes us. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. We're fulfilling. Fulfilling. No one likes us. This dude's incredible. I, I can't even believe how amazing that is. And it never gets old. And it always sounds great. Jalen, it's on you, big dog. It's on you. Get them home. Get them on your back. Do what you have to do. Man the hell up. Give us more of that. Oh, I can't wait to get to this. Let me talk to you for a minute about the Conair Turbo Extreme Steam Steam and Iron 2-in-1 or as I like to refer to it as the Conair Turbo Extreme Steam. I love this product so much. It is the most powerful handheld steamer I have ever seen. What that means is you get fast and easy wrinkle removal. Look, I want to look sharp. I want to look buttoned up. I hate wrinkles. But I no longer have to worry about that because of the extra large sole plate, which can be used in vertical or horizontal action. It also works without steam is a dry iron. I'm talking serious technology. Advanced heat technology is ready almost instantly and it obliterates wrinkles with turbocharged dry steam. Four settings for delicate to turbo is perfect for all fabrics and it kills 99.9% of bacteria and it sanitizes around the house and it refreshes clothing. It is easy to use. It is great for at home or on the go. To get yours today, go to Amazon and search Conair Turbo Extreme Steam and look for the Steam and Iron 2-in-1. We are joined for a few moments by Kevin Byard. Kevin, it's great to have you back on the show. Let me start right here. How anxious are you to get to this weekend and get this season going? Hey, what's going on, Jim? Appreciate you for having me again. Uh, Obviously, super excited. It's opening weekend. Uh, I think if you're an NFL football player, there's no... A week other than obviously playoffs and Super Bowl that you're going to be excited about and then opening weekend. So super excited to go out here and get a W versus the Giants. Hey Kevin, I want to make sure that just because our time was limited, I jumped right into it. I want to be very clear. It's really good to have you back on the program. I appreciate you. Let me get your thoughts no, on week one. And I will in a minute, but if you were to go back to last year for just one minute, you guys went 12-5. and five, You got knocked out in the divisional round. I'm curious, how did you personally go about processing last season? What were your biggest takeaways, and how much soul-searching did you do? Uh, honestly, I didn't do any soul-searching at all. I mean, mm. just a lot of reflecting. 
obviously on on, on the year we had, uh, it was a great year. I mean, obviously first seed uh, didn't finish the way we wanted to, but you know that's the reality of life. Sometimes you know you put a lot of work in, and you don't always get the results that you want to. But all you can do is really get back up and uh, get back to the grind and get back to work. And I think that's kind of how I, you know, reflected on the season and said that hey. We didn't get the results we wanted to, but we're not going to sit in the corner and sulk about it. You know, we're going to get up and keep on working. Kevin Byard, my guest, for a few moments. Kevin, you had a great, great year individually. I know you're about the team first, but individually you had a great year, so much so that you hit number 34 on the NFL Network's top 100 players list. Not just 34th overall, but you were ranked the top safety in the NFL. The significance here is it's voted on by the players. What's it mean to you to get that level of respect from your peers? It means a lot. It definitely means a lot. Obviously, um, something I've been working towards since, you know, my rookie year. I wanted to be the, known as the best safety in the league. But, you know, even doing some reflecting this offseason, I still feel like even this football season going to my seventh year, this is like a confirmation year. Um, obviously, I always felt like I'm the best. But at the same time, uh, I want to make sure this is confirmed and set in stone that, you know, the work that I put in over all these years uh, is confirmed that there's no – you know, I just want to be consensus because, you know, you can ask any media guy, any person, that, you know, asking their top five, top ten safeties is probably always going to be different. But I want to make sure this is the confirmation year for sure. So, Kevin, what do you think in terms of where you're at right now in your career? What is your separation from the rest of the others playing at an elite level who play your position at this point in your career? What makes you different, albeit better than those right now? Yeah, what I mean, I think when you're looking at safety, you know, versatility is the main thing. I think that, you know, it's a bunch of safeties in the league that I can talk about who does a lot of great things. But I think for me personally, I always try to be a well-rounded, all-around great player, whether if it's playing the pass, playing deep, uh, or coming down, supporting the run game, uh, trying to blitz, uh, and obviously being being a leader, you know, communicating, getting everybody on the same page, just being a football guy. Uh, that's something I pride myself on, not just doing one thing well, but trying to do everything well. No, you are that. I know you love the game. Before you go, and I know you've got practice really quickly, you talk about elite. The defense, unfortunately, suffered a huge blow last week when pass rushing extraordinaire Harold Landry towards ACL. How do you next man up a player of that caliber? And then how tough was it for you personally to see him go down like that right before the season opener? Yeah, it's tough. Obviously, as a player, you know, no, first and foremost, as an organization, obviously it's the next man up. We have to move on. But as a player, for a guy to get hurt in that type of way, obviously he just signed an a, a extension, uh, you know, this off season. But he was geared up to have a great year and to lose a guy like him right before the season starts is tough. And I think a lot of times we kind of gloss over that and immediately get to talking about who's going to replace him and those type of things. But me being a player uh, – Obviously, never having to go through an injury like that, but I understand the type of recovery, the mental recovery they have to go through uh, dealing with this type of injury. But like you said, man, uh, it's next man up mentality, man. We have uh, a lot of guys here, and that's the way this business goes. You know, Rashad Weaver, who's have uh, going to his second year, has had a lot of great preseasons, and he's flashed. Ola, uh, who's named special teams captain, he's flashed last year as well. So. I know these guys are excited about the opportunity that's coming up for you know to try to replace a guy like Harold. Kevin, one last thought. Derrick Henry, of course, missed a chunk of last season. He made it back for the postseason. How does the big dog look and seem to you physically and mentally? Is it the Derrick Henry of old? Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say that. He looks like the old Derrick Henry. I don't see any any change or you know, any favor in his foot or nothing like that. Like you said, I think he's geared up and he's hungry. He's ready to go. Arguably the best safety in the NFL coming off a huge year. They open up against the Giants. Kevin Byard, my guest. Kevin, I know you got practice. Good to have you back, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jim. You have a good one. Clones, what do we want?
when we're craving protein or we need more energy. Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. No, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky, shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein, and it comes in four amazing flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? So understand what I'm about to say. I say this with all sincerity. I'm not being a wise ass. I'm not setting you up. I think sometimes when I talk about this guy, you get what I'm saying and you think I'm laughing at him. You think that... I'm mocking him. You have it twisted. I'm not laughing at this guy. I am laughing. I am laughing. But I'm laughing with him, not at him. I'm telling you, Jameis Winston to me is one of the funnier dudes right now ever. Now, he hasn't always been this funny. And there are things he's done that were not funny at all. But right now, at this point in time, and this point of his career, my man is funny as hell. What he's done is he has mastered the art of unintentional comedy, as well as being actually pretty funny in and of itself, for real. The guy, this is not a joke. He is hilarious to me, and I can't get enough of him. And I'll give you an example. Like his comedy, his delivery, the sound, the storytelling, how anecdotal he is, how confident he is. It's hilarious. And yes, a lot of the time, he's not trying to be funny, but he's funny as hell. Yesterday at practice, the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints was doing the thing that he does best. Now, as we all know, Jameis has been hit by the injury bug quite a bit over the past few years. Apparently, because he's had time on his hands and a lot of injuries suffered, Jameis has taken to studying the human anatomy. And now Jameis is ready to spit even more knowledge. And he's ready to spit it in a way that only a professor of anatomy can. Listen to Jameis explaining how the entire human body is connected. I need to work my ankles. Uh, and you, you got certain things that are, we're, we're all like, it's, our body is so symmetrical. Right, you got you got your wrists, you know, and then you, what are your wrists on the bottom half? Your ankles, you know, you got your shoulders up top, what are your shoulders? Your hips, you know what I'm saying? You got your elbows, what are your elbows? Knees. Your knees, right? Like, so uh, it's symmetrical and you just got to work different parts. Oh, hell yes. I, I love the guy off to the side who actually followed the lecture. I'll get to that in a, in a minute. But you want to talk about a master class. You want to talk about a legendary professor. He literally did lead the class to that right answer. 
your ankles are the wrists of your legs. Can we just stop right there? I mean, could that have not been the entire curriculum? The syllabus, the, the whole entire quarter, that line, your ankles are the wrists of your legs. You can't teach that, but here he is teaching that. Man, I want to go to the University of Jameis. I want a master's degree. I want a PhD. That that line, your ankles are the wrists of your legs. And that was only the start. Your shoulders are the hips of your arms. Like, I'm not even sure I can learn this stuff. Your elbows? Come on, guys. Right. They're actually your knees. You got that? Class over. See you tomorrow. Now, enjoy summer. I could sit down at night, and I've done this for 30-plus years. I could never come up with that. Alvin, can I hear that? The audio portion of that master class one more time. Our body is so symmetrical, right? You got you got your wrists, you know, and then what are your wrists on the bottom half? Your ankles, you know, you got your shoulders up top. What are your shoulders? Your hips, you know what I'm saying? You got your elbows. What are your elbows? Your knees, right? Like, so uh, it's symmetrical, and you just got to work different parts. It's like you turn to the class, you know, and turn it around them. He's laying it out. Bam, bam, bam. All right, class, what are your elbows? The knees. What are your elbows? Right, right, good. The knees, right? And, And Bucks fan, Bucks fan, this is not where you point out that he had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, thereby there's great symmetry in that. Get the hell out of here with that. He's cut that out. He's no longer that guy. He's cut that out, cut it right out of his life like that bad diet. What he just did there was drop 22 seconds of absolutely riveting, compelling, mesmerizing comedy. Especially if you saw the dude. Hearing it is incredible. Seeing it is even better. You want to talk about a guy who loves what he does. Like a professor teaching our nation's youth, the next generation. His eyes light up. The energy, the vibe coming off this guy. His body gestures are on point. From rolling his wrists to moving his shoulders and the seriousness and passion that he brings to it. All while keeping it pretty loose and entertaining and making it arguably the finest 22 seconds in the last 22 years. Yeah, I said it. And I don't mean just in football. I mean in life. My man's got a rare gift. The gift of unintentional comedy, the goat of his generation when it comes to that, a professor of anatomy, Dr. Winston. My man, can you tell me one more time how, in fact, is the body connected? Our body is so symmetrical, right? You got you got your wrists, you know, and then what are your wrists on the bottom half? Your ankles, you know, you got your shoulders up top. What are your shoulders? Your hips, you know what I'm saying? You got your elbows. What are your elbows? Your knees, right? Like, so... <laughs> Uh, It's symmetrical, and you just got to work different parts. I wonder who that Mensa is who got that answer right, who knew where he was going. Another example of what this guy does best, outside of bawling out his ass, 
It's educating, seeing the world differently, entertaining, and making people laugh. And again, laughing with him, but not at him. I mean, how many times has he done this on camera for the world to see? From eating a W. I want everybody to look at me. I'm going to pass it to corn after I say one thing. Let's go. That's a W. Let's eat one. Let's eat one. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? I do. Me. What's that? A W. What do you do? You eat it. You have that. How about his legendary interview about his trainer's secret sauce of, well, being prepared? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. I mean, there is nobody close to this guy. Nobody has his comedy reel in professional sports. I love that football is back, and there's so much to this season to love. But I'm telling you, the Saints and Jameis are right near the top of that list. Again, the Saints are a damn good football team. And I look forward to talking about them surprising the NFL this season while eating W's and watching Professor Winston break down all of the anatomy and the symmetry. All of it. Yes, sir. What are your elbows? Your knees, right? Like so. I'm telling you, if you don't get Jameis, you just don't get it. At all. And if you've got a problem with this dude at this point, the real problem is actually staring back at you in the mirror because this bleep is all symmetrical. And that's clear to anybody who's got a half a brain. Now, if you'll pardon me, I need to go eat a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? I mean, honestly, when you listen to that guy, do you not think to yourself, I mean, it sounds like Jameis Winston. Is that Jameis Winston or is that former NFL safety and current neurosurgeon Dr. Myron Roll? You know, you got your shoulders up top. What are your shoulders? Your hips. You know what I'm saying? You got your elbows. What are your elbows? Your knees, right? Like, so. I mean, I, I have profound respect for Dr. Roll. He's a brain surgeon, literally. But at this point, I'm having a hard time telling the difference between the two of these guys. If anybody knows anything about symmetry, it's this guy. You don't get more symmetrical than his 30-30 season back in 2019, right? 30 TDs, 30 INTs, 30 TDs. I mean, 30 TDs. Come on. Cakewalks. Please. Quarterbacks can do that in their sleep in the right system. However, do you have any idea how hard it is to throw 30 INTs? I mean that. Do you know how hard it is to throw 30 INTs? Do you know how many things have to go right? I said that too. The coach has to trust you so much not to pull you out of the game in order for you to throw 30 INTs. DBs who usually have rocks for hands have to catch those lasers. Again, there's a reason they're DBs, because they didn't catch the ball well enough to be wide receivers. The defense has got to be so porous that you're in catch-up mode halfway through the first quarter. That's not easy, and neither is teaching an anatomy class. So yes, when Jameis talks, I listen. And finally, clones, 
I don't want to hear about dudes and the anatomy and what's asymmetrical. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to hear about who you think has more than two legs. Those that you might try to gloss tripod. I don't want to hear about Greg Norman. I don't want to hear about one Thomas Lee. I don't want to hear about Pronk. Put those bleeping crayons down. Keep on moving. This guy. V in the fee. V, do you do anything other than go to bachelor parties? I feel like every time this guy calls me V in the fee, he's on his way to a bachelor party. Must be life, bro. Uh, must be nice, broham. Let's find out. We go to the phones. V in the fee, which is short for V in Menifee. Let's just go with the V in the fee. Yo, brother, what's up? Shaquille Romeo. What is up, my guy? Dude, are you really going to another bachelor party? Yes, sir. It is my brother's bachelor party, a.k.a. Bo and the O. That's orange. I wanted to formally invite you. We're going to fly out from San Diego Airport. We're going on Alvi's least favorite airline, Virgin. But I wanted to formally invite you, Jim Diesel, Shock, Alvi, and not Rit. Not Rit because we don't need an old bag of bones. We're going to hang out in the room all day, fall asleep by 4 p.m. while watching Matlock rerun. Plus, we kind of want someone who doesn't need a ventilator to breathe. Ooh, my sports take. The Rams fans are the worst fan base in SoCal. I love SoCal. I'm a Menifee, but our fans suck. These front-running Ram fans are the same front-running Dodger fans who know nothing about baseball, who think a double switch is when you're able to sneak in two nights to the stadium instead of one. Final thoughts. Yo, Romy Stillskin. So I just want to get a last-minute call war, actually. End of call war. War, me and Jim Diesel playing 21 in Vegas all weekend while Alvy's playing with 21 women in our room. Fee in the fee. Go ahead and rack that guy. You know what? I like V in the fee more than I like his actual takes. Let's go. V sets the table for Jeremy in Green Bay. Jeremy, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing good, Jim. Hey, what's up? And to SoCal, how's the heat wave going? Man, there's nothing worse than millions of Los Angeles D-bags who brag how they pay a premium to live in L.A., because the weather is perfect year-round. And then these bitches are filling my timeline, Jim, and crying about how hot it is all summer. Thank God these SoCal idiots are too dumb to figure out what you did, Jim. That summer in L.A. is vastly overrated. Because, Jim, you know, and I know, that nothing beats a Northeast Wisconsin summer. And that's because Green Bay and Northeast Wisconsin is the SoCal of the Midwest. But without the homelessness, without the crime, and especially without the 50-year-old burnout beach bums from Oshkosh to Orange County, you're welcome. So get your crap together, SoCal, and figure out a way to extract the oil from Justin Herbert's face so you can run a biodiesel generator this week. And California, stop with the term rolling blackouts. We all know Johnny in Texas coined that phrase because that's how he gets his dates home from the bar. 
rolling and blacked out. Hell, even Buffalo can lay claim to that phrase now because the Bills' defense blacked out for 13 seconds and their season ended. And speaking of losers losing, I noticed all the books have the Bills as a betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. And all these squares new to the gambling space are hammering the Bills, Jim. Well, they're about to find out what Bills Mafia and Rick's wife already knew, that a whole lot of disappointment can happen in just 13 seconds. And the harsh reality sets in tonight after the Rams curb stomp the Bills. Oh, it's true, Mafia. It's damn true. Because nobody circles the wagons of defeat like the Buffalo Bills, just like nobody falls off the wagon like Beaks in Studio City. Rack me, Alvie, and Bills Mafia come out to play. My dude, first of all, rack him. Back-to-back racked calls. Okay, I have several thoughts. Back-to-back racked calls. Like, I sit here stunned and so pumped, but stunned. Jeremy, my man, where the hell was that in the smack-off? Where the hell was that in hour one of the smack-off? Lest we forget... The smack off this past year was really good, but it started really horribly. It was a bad first hour. Now, thankfully, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and we finished like a freaking locomotive. But the start was terrible, and Jeremy, you're part of the reason the first hour of the smack off was crap. But not today, bro. Today you were strong. Your energy was good. Your content was good. You were locked in. You were taking runs at people. You were taking big shots, knocking them down, throwing haymakers, landing them. My dude, where was that in the smack off on the big stage? But you know what I like about that, Jeremy? You bounce back. You bounce back. Some people are embarrassed on the big stage, and they curl up in the fetal position, and we never see or hear from them ever again. I like it. You're back. You're back. You're back on the map. You're back on track. Nice job. Hey, Mafia, the hell are you? Where are you, Mafia? People are pot-shotting you, Bill's Mafia. As I mentioned in the open, your team is traveling 2,500 miles to take on the defending world champs in their $5.5 billion crib. You're favored. It's your time. It's your year. Where are you? You got a guy from Green Bay talking crap about you and you have nothing? Mafia, I'm not fighting this fight for you, all right? You know I'm all about you. I'm even going to take you tonight. I'll lay the points. I'll do it. And I should know better because if everybody's running one way, you should run the other. I should know that much by now. But you know what? I love your situation. I love everything about you except for your cornerbacks right now. But I'll lay those points. I'll do it. In fact, I'll hit it again. I'll hit it twice. The one promise I made myself going into the NFL season was I would start with a certain amount of money, and I would be extremely disciplined. I'd pick my unit rate and not change it. I'm already breaking all my rules, and we haven't had one game yet. I'll hit that again. I'll double that bet. But the one thing I'm not going to do, Mafia, and especially given my history with you, And the market. I'm not fighting this fight for you. That guy just came in here with a baseball bat. 
And then, okay, Rome, well, what about what he said about SoCal? What he said about SoCal was true. We are doing a lot of complaining about the fact that it's 250 degrees out here. But you know why we're complaining? Because it's 250 degrees out here, and there are rolling blockouts. And it's hot, and we have no water. And yes, I do go to the Northwoods of Wisconsin, and that's part of the reason in the summertime. Most of what he said was dead on. And now we have back-to-back racked calls. Miracles do happen. 1-800-636-8686. V made it better. Jeremy made it better. Can any of you do the same thing? And again, notice what I'm saying. I'm not saying you've got to win a golden ticket. I'm not saying you have to make a smack-off-worthy call. I'm just saying don't suck. Man, bring some energy and some good takes. Make the thing better. Salvador Yoga tweets, Rome, we take credit for that improved call from Jeremy in Green Bay. Signed Adderall, coffee, and cocaine. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I don't give a damn what that kid's on. It's a good call. I don't give a damn what that kid's on. I'm not testing you callers. I'm not. You know, back in the day, we had a drug test. All right? Back in the day, Alvin, we had a drug test when that was fire. Because what I would do is, I would start off by saying, I can't believe you just said that. Are you high? I'm going to give you a drug test. And then everybody, and this went on for like 10 years, every phone caller would say, hey, Rome, I want a drug test for, and then they'd insert the drug test. And the drug test, I think Brian Albers made that, not Alvy. It was somebody, you know, pissing into a urinal. That's a drug test. Listen, this, this is what qualified as fire in the early days of the jungle. Let me take you back. So Salvador Yoga would say, hey, Rome, get Jeremy in Green Bay a drug test signed Adderall, coffee, and cocaine. That's how the show sounded 20 years ago. Fire. Hey, listen, last I checked, coffee was not an unlawful substance. Coffee is not illegal. I think Adderall, if prescribed, is not illegal. Cocaine is still. But you know what? Clones, I didn't say this. Load up on all the Adderall you want. There's a reason why athletes get prescriptions for Adderall. It enhances performance. Obviously, if that's what Jeremy's on, it worked. Jeremy in Green Bay. You know what that really is? Jeremy in Greenies Bay. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, bullet coffee. Bullet coffee usually comes with butter, not cocaine, but do what you got to do, brah. If that's the kind of call that I get, do what you got to do. I love old school baseball, guys. Yeah, how awesome was it that back in the day you could just load up on amphetamines? Hey, man, it's a long grind. The dead days of summer. How do we get through it? What do you mean? How do we get through it? Amphetamines. Greenies. It's that bowl right next to the gum. You mentioned walking into a major league clubhouse back in the day. Like, hey, there's some... 
big league chew and a bowl full of amphetamines. Good times. What a great time that must have been. Just get handfuls of greenies. Hey, man, what's the matter? I can't understand a word you're saying. Do you have a mouthful of Coke? No, I have a mouthful of amphetamines. We're talking nine innings in the dead of summer. It's hot, yo. Give me my amphetamines. Anyway, I don't really care how Jeremy made that phone call. It made it better. You know what I was watching last night? And I actually loved it. I was watching. I didn't see it in its entirety. I picked it up during a workout. I started to watch the John McEnroe doc on Showtime. Love Johnny Mac. Love John McEnroe. John McEnroe is one of those guys. Add him to the list of guys that I like way more than they like me. I don't think that John McEnroe doesn't like me. I don't think John McEnroe even knows about me at this point. I love John McEnroe. I've always been fascinated. But John McEnroe is making the point that, you know, he was a tortured soul. He was a perfectionist. That's why he was so intense. He was a perfectionist. And the guy was like that and a certain way. And he was making the point that he got to a point in his life where he's like, you got to win. You have to win. You have to win at all costs. You have to win at all costs. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes to win. Win at all costs. Well, that's what I want from you callers. You have to do whatever it takes to get racked at all costs. So if Jeremy in Greeny Bay was loading up on coffee, Adderall, toot, I, I don't know about it. He just wants to win at all costs, and I respect it. Get racked at all costs. Rack him. Got that? Clones. Get racked at all cost. So now we have two. V in Menifee on his way to Vegas. Man, good job, dude. Bachelor party, opening weekend of the NFL season, racked in the jungle. V's off to a great start. Hey, V, my advice to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I, I meant to ask you, are you the best man? At your brother's wedding, probably. Brother. Dude, if I were you, I'd reach out to Jeremy in Green Bay. He's got your hookup. My man sounds like a party. He's got what you need. Coffee. Adderall. And apparently the Bolivian marching powder. I don't know. But then again, every bachelor party has that one guy who comes off the rails, who can't stay in his shoes, who gets out in front of his skis, who gets out too quickly, and will get into a fight. Guaranteed. He'll say the wrong thing to the wrong person, and he'll get knocked the hell out. And you all get a good story, but he puts the others at risk. That could be Jeremy. Kicked out of the club, kicked out of the casino, kicked in the head. Vegas. That whole thing about, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, his teeth. And by the way, it doesn't always stay in Vegas. Your busted face returns home with you. All right, when we come back, you know what I want to talk about? One of my favorite topics. Famous Jameis Winston. Stay tuned. And you see, it's possible. You can make the show better by calling. Good night now! 